Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Collicott. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. How's it going, everybody? TJ Sutherland here on the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. Our new shows go live on the first and third Monday of every month, and you can find all of our previous shows on our website, which is foreverinelectricdreams.com, and you can also get us on our Twitter, at Forever Electric. Joining me as my podcast wingmen today are Imran Mirza. Howdy. And Dan Collicott. Evening. We've got a very topical subject for today's discussion, so whether you're listening to this this week um, or as it goes live or sometime in the distant future, I'm sure you'll have heard of the virus, coronavirus, and the illness it causes, COVID-19. So today we'll be discussing how the entertainment industry has been affected. Um, If there are any shows, films, or music that we've been personally looking forward to that have been hindered by the pandemic, and conversely, if there's been anything that's actually improved because of it, or because of the lockdown, should I say, I don't think much has improved because of the actual virus itself. Um, so, um, let's kick off, Mr. Merza. What, um, what are your thoughts on, like, what are the things that you've kind of been looking forward to that have been kicked in the dick? Um, (laughs) 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 or hit with the proverbial chair shot by, uh, the coronavirus. Um, yeah, what, what, what things have you got? I couldn't, um, yeah, I mean, like, firstly, oh my God, like, if you had told us in January that this would be our current existence for, uh, you know, this part of the year. I mean, this is for me, it's my fifth week at home. So this is, you know, and it's looking to go on for another, say, I don't know how many more weeks, months, but um, you're right. It's an insane, insane period that we're kind of getting also, through now. And also, ooh, can we get a massive wave of sympathy for Imran? Because he also has two young children as well. Two. <laughs> to, uh, to to look after to, so yeah yeah, brutal. To, yeah. and they, they think it's holiday and it's not it's not it's still study time but they don't care but uh and then we got disney plus <laughs> it's yeah. like go, go do some work but we got disney plus <laughs> um so it's uh yeah so it's it's insane but there's 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 nothing um the actually the only thing that i think was massively affected that i was i was pretty sort of pumped for was probably the traditional WrestleMania weekend, uh, which obviously mm. did get kicked in the dick, although we won't linger on this too much. Well, actually, I think we will linger on this a little bit later on. But um, I, I and they they sort of rebounded from it well. However, it wasn't obviously what was expected from sort of the traditional annual event. But there wasn't anything else apart from everything else that's completely ground to a halt. I actually, there's nothing I'm kind of like, oh no, I've completely missed this. If this had been a year ago mm. and Endgame had been delayed until oh, the, oh, I can't God. think what that would have done to me, to be honest. Oh, I mean, just that been... the year, yeah, the year before Infinity War was torture, the year after Infinity War was torture. Oh, and can then you if, imagine you know, if they turned around and said, oh, I... we're delaying it for a year, it'd been like, what? <laughs> I, I don't think I could have coped with it, to be honest. It'd been people but, like um... stampeding with torches on yeah. the marvel <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, there's nothing at the moment that i'm kind of like 
obviously, you know, like film wise, you know, they've they've delayed the you know uh, the, the latest Bond movie was pushed back initially to much later in the year, mm. uh, as one example of something as sporting events all across the world cancelled. Mm. But um, I, there wasn't anything I could think of really that I was. I was curious actually. I, I didn't have any gigs. It's curious actually, as you are our music aficionado, um, have there been probably not because I because music industry I think would be quite robust to something like this because if you're doing studio work a lot of that stuff you can do relatively remotely anyway but have there been any sort of like major delays to any music or which the whole gig circuit has ended yeah I was just about to say I know I know live gigs just got completely nixed which I was actually going to mention in in one of of the things I missed out on but um but in terms of like actual albums dropping or anything like that there's, there's not I've not heard of anything well I, yeah i've not heard of any albums being delayed but I, i've been quite it's funny she's like because i had a conversation with someone uh a few days ago and i like you said just before we started recording about sort of being in a bubble because i'm uh, and you were in situations where our work you know closed but we were very able to just work from home hmm. and i kind of mentioned about music where i thought well people are now which you know conclusively online so much more and finding so much more and i had said you know would this really affect album sales for example i I know the releases have still come out as intended but i thought Mm. won't people be able to find stuff Mm. way more and still be buying things and then the person said you know popping my bubble so to speak they just said yeah i mean but a lot of people lost their jobs as well like so they're not really going to go music shopping and i thought yeah oh god that's (laughs) that's a great point yeah Yeah. Uh, so i don't know people can't afford anymore maybe well you see that's the thing yeah i mean i've yeah i've been quite intrigued i'd almost like to I don't know if Bandcamp, for example, release statistics or anything like that, but Mm. I I find that would be a fascinating thing to to actually know. I I know nothing has been delayed. I know I'm fairly Mm. confident about that much, apart from gigs, Mm. obviously. And if you're an independent touring musician, then you're massively affected. But even that has been really kind of the adapt and overcome aspect of that because so many people have turned to online performances, Mm. which is, you know, very different. But what it's... It's a really I've got exciting, a great one to mention innovative on that, way. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Oh, can I just... No, no. Before so, you go on to that, just, uh-huh. just specifically on the subject of Spotify and streaming. Now, if yeah. Spotify, you know, it, it pays... I know it's like 0.011% every time a track Ka-ching. gets um, streamed. <laughs> but surely now there must be statistics... That, um, oh, sorry, you man, you got to put in Chain Chain McMahon's music on that bit. By the way, just put a little bit of, <laughs> on the top of as he says that number. <laughs> sorry, go on. Dan. Resisting that, but uh, <laughs> you know, Spotify streaming must have gone through the roof. It must be twenty, yeah. fifty, hundred, thousand fold more than what it was. So that's a great point. It, there's a chance. I, I don't know. I'd like love to see if there's any stats for it, but it must mm. be costing them a fortune. Yeah, true. I mean, I, again, mm. like like you say, because the because the conversion rate for Spotify payments is so low. I mean, while there might there might there must be a lot more streaming going on, is it going to affect the bottom line for the artists really in comparison to the amount of album sales they may have lost due to people not spending as much money? I don't know. Oh no, no, it, it uh, won't, yeah. I don't think it will benefit the artists that much. I just mm. think Spotify itself. Or any yeah. streaming service which has to pay per track streamed 
for thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, artists, it must be costing them a lot more during the lockdown than it normally would. Is what yeah, I'm thinking. Mm. But yeah, but uh, again, there's been no articles, so got no proof. Anymore what was your point or... about you said the online gig thing? You said you had an example. Of... Oh, um, so yeah, I mean, like to your point, there's been so many. Um, I've got quite a few mates that are DJs and stuff. They've been doing Facebook Live, right? Um, things like randomly, uh, which have been really good fun and just, just again, just to kind of help entertain people. But um, really good shout, and I should have messaged you about this before. Actually, do you know, you know, Quest Love's been doing. Um, yes. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you been checking them out? They've been. I, uh, I, I, I've yeah, a very small amount so far, but he does very extensive sessions at like, yeah, home, isn't four or five hour long sessions. Yeah. Um, my my fiance has been um, watching slash listening to them um, quite religiously since he started doing them, and uh, oh, she's wow. been raving about them. I've, I've yet to have a listen to it yet because i'm just rubbish um <laughs> but i've heard nothing but good things about them and um and also dj ez did that 24 hour um i think you guys said about it did a 24 hour set uh when was it two weeks ago uh it was for a charity as well but uh did that all on face was it facebook live or was it youtube it might be youtube but uh yeah but again like you say because you know live gigs aren't really happening and, you know, guys like EZ, you know, Questlove and Norton will be doing Jimmy Fallon's show and probably doing a couple of live gigs here and there. Yeah. So they're all, like, turning their creativity into kind of putting their stuff out there. And a lot of this stuff is, or all of this stuff is free as well. People are just, like, putting, like, things that you normally have to pay out the ass for to go and get a gig to go and see them, yeah. see these people doing this stuff. Like, you'd never get to see Questlove doing a four-hour set all on um 80s i think the last one he did was like 80s soul and r&b and then he's done like a motown one and they're all themed as i think they're all generally Mm. themed Um, yeah he did a stevie wonder one stevie wonder one um yeah so you know you'd never you know and that's a direct response to you know the situation we're in and so that you know this is why i brought the question of have, have anything got anything got better uh because of the lockdown and i think that kind of creativity from from artists is definitely a, a big tick. But would you say it's better? Because, um, I, you know, I salute it. Uh, I think hmm. virtually every uh, band or artist that was due to be touring during, you know, throughout the lockdown has been, as you say, performing online, um, acoustic gigs, uh, different sets of different things. But what I've kind of noticed is, it's great. I mean, it's nice if you're a fan to listen to it, but it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't equate to going to see a live show. Oh, no, no way at all. And, uh, you know, I, when I say better, I mean, um, not in terms of, because I, I, I missed out on, I was I had tickets to go and see Pearl Jam this summer and, I'm, you know, God knows when I'm going to get a chance to see, see them, when they're going to come over again. But, um I don't mean what I mean is in the in the in the specific case of this with Questlove doing these sets like that's something that would never have happened I don't think anyway he would he may he may never have thought of doing something like that specifically because he was doing other regular gigs and yeah. this is what he's done here with those with those sets is something quite unique quite special um well sorry very unique and very special um as opposed to 
yes, seeing him live would be amazing, but this is a very unique kind of thing. I don't know if it's better, but it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting. No, it's the sunny side. It's the bright it's, side of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just the positive it's, outlook. It's, it's a, it's a way of turning something negative into something yeah. positive. Um, so yeah, maybe better wasn't the right word, but you know, just something that's kind of making the best out of what is quite frankly, a massively shitty situation. And I think if you go one step beyond that, once the lockdown is finished, it, you know, as you've both pointed out, the creativity that's been shown and the kind of the opportunities people have taken and methods and, you know, implementation with their music that you probably wouldn't have seen before. The good thing is there's no reason that that can't continue Hmm. um, and probably will continue. And people will probably say, well, hang on. Okay, you know they'll, they'll they'll go back to the gigs and the things that make the money and the you know what what kind of fans usually expect. But you know mm-hmm. there may be a whole new approach to a lot of entertainment mediums where they just say, well, you know what, we can deliver some stuff for our fans. We can connect mm-hmm. to our audiences in different ways and and build up our audience. So you know there you know there is a potential silver lining to it all maybe yeah I, I really hope that's a really good point i really hope this it's kind of opened up a lot of artists eyes creatively to new ways of thinking that they hadn't really thought about before um as a way to you know keep fans engaged or offer them something a bit different or you know whatever it is i think um like you say i, I do hope it's something that continues in it and I, th- I think as well, like in terms of, in a weird way, this is probably the best time for something like this to happen, which sounds kind of weird to say, but in terms of like people's ability to reach or to stay in touch with with each other, yeah. you know, mm. um, if you, if this was happening in the eighties or something like that, it would just be phones and, you know, a few channels on Sky or on, or I don't even think Sky was around then, but TV channels, four, four, four <laughs> or five channels, whatever it was. So like, whereas now there's so many ways for people to stay connected and stay in touch with each other. Um, you know, it's still hard work to, you know, if you're living on, if you're living on your own and um, have to self-isolate, you know, that's still pretty rough, but it's, it has to be eased somewhat by the ability to watch a million different TV shows or listen to a million different radio stations or, you know, have a face-to-face, face-to-face virtual chat with someone, um, you know. Well, so, it. You, you wouldn't be able to work from home. I mean, Iman, you were saying also earlier, you know, about um, your kids being off school and you being able to print off or being sent online lessons. It'd be like, that would all have had to have been done through the postal service and, and obviously the postal service, you know. Well, I'll, I'll take that even further. I mean, uh, Annalie has been doing kickboxing classes uh, for five years now. Uh, her teacher, who's independent guy, his business, I know we're going slightly off topic, but it's highlighting yeah. the internet basically. Yeah. But uh, he obviously was, he was petrified when this whole thing happened because it's his business. Hmm. He started running lessons through Facebook. So to, to retain that business, he does on Facebook Live, he has a closed group for his paying members and we tune in twice a day, every day, and he does it from his living room. 
That's wow. exactly what my brother does as well. My brother runs a martial arts school and he does, oh, wow, cool. he does the same thing with his students. He sets up a Zoom call with them, does the, Perfect. takes them through their classes, still gives a tuition. Like they get, I think you, they your get. Your brother runs Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is, uh, what's his name? John, um, oh, forget what his name is. Johnny something. Is it I mean, John? Um, I don't know. Oh, Johnny Blade. Name. <laughs> Johnny Blade. That Shit sounds like a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. So he's been running all of his classes through uh, through Zoom and offering the same. I think he actually does slightly longer classes because um, he does like the kind of practical stuff and he takes them through a lot of theory and, and wow. whatnot through through the Zoom classes just to try and make up for. Um, absolutely retaining that business yeah yeah exactly retaining the business and and still offering the service so and he's even said like post when everything gets back to normal he thinks that he'll probably carry on doing uh, keep that as a as a as a service as well for the people that aren't able to get to to classes because he said because he actually said he's he's actually found he gets a bit more regular engagement from some of his um students because obviously you know people are working trying to get back home from work and get to class in time you know sometimes uh, people just can't make it or whatever commit other commitments whereas if you're just kind of sat at home let's say just sat at home a lot of people have kids and stuff but if you're at home it's a lot easier to just put on your gear turn on your laptop or whatever and just crack on rather than putting your gear get in the car drive somewhere park up da 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 so yeah i think he's he's finding um that actually um it's this is a it's a good, not this is a good thing. I, I need to stop saying that. Cause <laughs> sounds like I'm trying no, you're to... Not, you're like, you're, you're a glass half full kind of guy. No, you're no, a glass half full kind of guy. So that's good. Coronavirus over. That's, what, that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> Let's look, come on, ask me the question. Sorry, yes. Uh-oh. So, yeah, sorry, we, we've skirted past you, Mr. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what's, what's, I can bring uh, the negativity back. <laughs> Shoot, what's, what has been kicked in the virtual dick because of... Uh, um, coronavirus slash Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. So, um, this season of The Walking Dead, I know a lot of people gave up on it because it's been the law of diminishing returns. It's kind of go gets, you know, I heard the, last se- the last season was starting to get a bit better, though, wasn't it? So, yeah. that's all a friend of mine posted yeah. that it was. Damn straight. Yeah. This has been the, one of the best seasons I can remember. Um, since probably the earlier uh, seasons. Okay. Um, but yeah, they released all episodes in order on time apart from the final <laughs> fucking episode. Wow. Because <laughs> they just haven't, they, they, uh, the coronavirus kind of really kicked in and kicked off. Um, at a point where they'd finished filming, I believe, but they just hadn't finished all the post-production, probably all the FX and, you know, um, copying and pasting the same 12 zombies 4,000 times to make it look like a horde. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and they've kind of addressed it as, oh, yeah, 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 we're nearly done, but no date. No date given for when it's coming. And I'm just like, oh, man. And I totally don't blame them. It's not like I'm sitting there thinking, you know. God damn it, I need my time for <laughs> yeah. 
I get it, but it, that was pretty cruel. And there's also a spin-off series, um, another Walking Dead spin-off series, which has also been delayed, just to keep it topical. And again, they've proudly said, oh, no, 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 yeah, it's, it's already, it's coming. But I still haven't heard a date of when that's coming. So I know you have a bit of a zombie a penchant for zombies. So when you said Walking I Dead, I thought, <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? That was the word that initially came to mind. But <laughs> I thought be polite. But um, uh, I know, yeah, I know you have a bit of a penchant slash fetish for zombies. So when you said Walking Dead, I thought your gripe was going to be worldwide pandemic, no zombies. <laughs> what the hell? How could this happen? Well, that, go, that kind of goes, yeah. that kind of goes without saying, I think. How did they get it wrong? <laughs> this is this is not the pandemic I signed up for, quite frankly. <laughs> well, it it is weird because I know this is this is veering majorly off topic, but um, as I'm sure, well, I, I hope you guys kind of get out and and get a little walk in for exercise. I'm sure, Iman, you must do with the kids just to get. Yes, them. I, I just push them out the door and just say, "Be back in an hour." <laughs> He share this mask. (laughs) And uh, send them out into the world. Give them one glove. (laughs) Two fingers missing. You can Uh, fight for it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Stay away from everyone, but you'll be fine. (laughs) Don't talk strangers. But yeah, I think people watching, I, I go to my local park, which is luckily just literally at the end of my road. And oh my God, just watching how people behave. Because obviously it, it was really weird. It, it felt like the moment the um, the lockdown truly began, the moment Boris Johnson sort of said, you know, social distancing and stay at home and you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. It's like the heavens parted and the brightest and warmest sunshine crashed in after we had what feels like six months of rain nonstop. It's like God just just went, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Okay, he's done (laughs) his speech. Okay, now. (laughs) It did feel like it. And so I I go and, you know, I go in the park and I, I spend so much time trying to avoid people. It was a huge park. Um, huge, West Ham Park is huge. But the amount of people who are just lying around sunbathing or <laughs> you have every generation of a family out having a picnic and playing sports. And I kind of think, well, you know, I don't, I can understand like, uh, you know, father, mother um, and a couple of kids or one and a couple of kids. But when you're like, oh my God, there's like Grandma, nine. granddad, auntie, uncle. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of cousins. You don't all live together. And <laughs> and like kids and people on, you know, group, groups of kids doing stuff. And I do see, you know, I've seen the police, you know, rounding some up and telling the same old man to put his shirt on and to not sunbathe. <laughs> <laughs> is, this still, is this still happening now or was it just that first weekend? No, no, it's still happening. Like today was particularly warm. In fact, the last few days mm. have been particularly quite warm, haven't they? So... Mm. Um, I've gone out and it's so hard to avoid people because there are those that, that kind of understand about the two metres apart thing and there's those who just could not give two fucks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, ranting over, talking more about <laughs> uh, entertainment. I think there's a lot of 
that uh, there's pretty much every, every major film has been yeah like production stuff like the the batman the new batman film with mm. robert Pattinson. that's that stopped it's halted yeah um, I, I don't yeah. think we're we're going to feel the effects of the film industry um, furloughing mm. itself almost uh, until maybe the end of the year or the beginning of next year when suddenly yeah I think I think anything I think gone. anything that managed to finish filming just before everything went into massive lockdown might get away with it yeah. Because a lot of the post stuff, I, I would assume, I have no knowledge of the film industry whatsoever. So this is just me taking a massive guess. But um, I would assume a lot of the post stuff can kind of be done remotely um, or by a single person. And then everyone just kind of um, stitches everything together somewhere. I don't know, some wizardry goes on. But I would I would assume a lot of that stuff can still go ahead, right? In in some capacity, even though it might be at a well, slower cadence. Or... TJ, shame on you! All three of us <laughs> know a certain De- Dennis Jose. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. People. We should have got a soundbite from him. Yeah, we should. We should have interviewed him and said, "Look, come on, what's going on in the FX industry?" But yeah. I know what you're saying. I, you know, there, there's more chance that some of it can continue, but I think it would be a lot slower because yeah. I get the impression that a lot of these, there, there's a lot of stuff that's done person by person to person, to, you know, mm. stage by stage. Yeah, parts stage. of big teams, yeah. But I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's done in teams and project managed. Yeah. But yeah, principally, you'd hope that some of it would still get worked on just slowly. But yeah, but I don't think we've we've not really experienced um the full weight of it yet because tv's quite funny like um no one really cares i don't care but like things like eastenders is like it was on four days a week then that's now on two days a week and is it still going it's still going i believe um i don't Uh, know if it's going to run out i don't know if they're still actually yeah, because I don't know how inv- how far in advance they film the episodes. Is it yeah, like month, some of it they do live in the moment, and, and a lot of it they do in advance. But yeah, there, there's a lot of you know, there's no live TV is weird. Have you have you watched Have I Got News for You? Uh, no, I've I've watched like a couple of like I watched Jimmy Fallon's show the other day and um, John Oliver um, last week tonight, um, where they're. Yeah. Basically, doing that, filming the stuff from their home, their houses, um, which is weird. Although it's weird, Jimmy Fallon's one just literally looks like his house, whereas John Oliver's in his basement with a massive white wall behind him. He's still got the suit on, so everything's exa- almost identical, apart yeah. from there's no audience laughing at his jokes. So it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's all a bit weird. It's true. I think I think some of them are okay, but like, have I got news for you? Is literally it, every single member of the you know, the panel and the presenter, mm. they're all just, it's a TV screen. So it's coming from TV screen to TV screen of that person at home. And that's happening on a lot <laughs> of kind of quiz shows and stuff. And yeah. it's, it's, it is pretty weird because it's very sterile because you said, there's no studio audience because, mm. well, for obvious reasons, and it does feel strange. But I think uh, we have to come back to wrestling. Yeah. Because that to me, chopping it a I bit. Can't, for you I can barely watch it. <laughs> what, what I, wrestling without an audience, uh, without a crowd, so without any atmosphere is horrible. 
it's mm. it's pretty much killed NXT for me for the for the time being. I like yeah. I I I tried to watch bits of it here and there. I just I can't get into it. And and also unfortunately for them as well, they've everything's just kind of happened at a time as they they seem to be having a bit of a changing in the guard. So yeah. I'm I'm struggling to get invested in like the new storylines that I'm picking up on them and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like uh, at least. Like with AEW, they've got like a few people kind of around the ring. What's that? They make yeah. a bit more it's noise. Other wrestlers, isn't it? So, what's that? Sorry, isn't it other wrestlers and other? Yeah, it's oh. yeah, it's it's all the yeah. It's not like general public. It's like you have got like five wrestlers on one side, which are generally heels. Five on the other, which are generally baby faces, and they're making up a, a bunch of noise. And so, it, at least, yes, it's not the same, and the, the camera angle slightly different, and whatever. But at least there's a bit of noise there, and there's a bit of life, and it isn't just a couple of dudes just grunting in the middle of the ring, which <laughs> sounded better in my head. But yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting though, because AEW's taped their shows through to to last them through to middle of May, I think. Um, and WWE have gone back to showing live shows. So I don't know what happens with AEW once they run out of shows to air. Cause they, they, they taped a bunch of shows like in one, one weekend or one, one day or whatever it was a couple of weeks ago. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what they managed to pull. But Imran, you're a diehard NXT man. Well, no, I, I couldn't say anything else other than what you said. I've, I've, mm. I can't watch them anymore. And you, you're right that from a roster perspective, not to get too sidetracked, uh, it's you know to put it up against AEW, you know you can't disregard the names that are on there. Mm. And when you've taken all of the, the heavy hitters away from NXT, you, you know, you, you, it's not much of a, a comparison at the moment. You have amazing talent, uh, but to you need some some bigger. Uh, star, I think some some genuine star power there, but again, on, on currently the show, I just can't, I just I can't th- watch it. I think it's a real shame actually, because if if they turn around and maybe because I mean the, I know the ratings for both both shows are kind of tanking quite hard at the moment, uh, um, NXT worse than AW, but if they'd have like NXT, if they'd have gone done right, we're going to do six, nine weeks, whatever it is of like classic NXT, that like all the stuff that I'm in, and, and this is speaking purely from a selfish perspective, you know, but like the early stuff with Samoa Joe, Nakamura, going back to Sami mm. Zayn, like those old like feuds and rivalries, if they'd have just like reshot that one, I'd have been happy to watch that stuff. Cause I haven't seen it. Maybe a lot of people have, yeah. and say it might not have been for everyone, but two, just for the safety of the wrestlers and the officials and everyone has to go in every single day, every single week to go and yeah, like, but, but- uh, like, I, everyone I, kind of has that opinion of of say Vince McMahon about mm. him being a you know he doesn't know when to quit so to speak mm. uh, or the show must go on I think it's probably the, the other way of saying it mm. but why are AEW continuing oh, like, no, no, how no. come they didn't I'm, just stop I'm 100% the same with AEW as well like I'd prefer mm. if they just went hey this is AEW from the start again and we can't show you anything because of obviously the current situation blah 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 I think they're I think they're just as culpable in about 70% of the way. Uh, one thing that I think they've done better is to tape the shows in one big block. So play so that players, so that guys don't have to keep coming back and but they have to keep traveling back and forward, back and forward each right. week. So that I think has been, at least been one way of mitigating um, 
you know, people getting ill. But and I think that's why Vince is getting um, WWE is getting more um, hammered than AEW mm. in, in terms of how people are responding to the whole thing. And then you got Dana White for the USC doing all sorts of mad stuff to right. fight Island and. Yeah, so and so, but and at the end of the day, it's it's all tied into all these companies. And again, this is one thing that's where things aren't for the better with this whole situation. Is like these promoters, you know, Dana White, Vince McMahon, and Tony Khan to a certain extent, they're they're risking their performers' health because all their money is tied up into these TV contracts, and they have an obligation to air X amount of shows. Uh, X amount of new content as well, which is again, which is another reason why I don't think they're going down the road of showing classic episodes or anything like that. I suppose AEW's only got like what nine months worth of of, uh, of catalog content, so that might be a bit of a struggle. But yeah, yeah. damn the Was world. Was there anything else for you, Teej, about um, like anything? I, I don't know if we've covered it already, but in terms of the question of anything that you're no, uh, I think that I know Pearl Jam, as you said. Yeah, Pearl, Pearl Jam, that kind of sucked. And um, Anderson Pack as well. I was hoping to. Uh, oh, he was wow. going to be playing at Love Box. Yes, Love Box um, in Victoria Park. But obviously that got cancelled. So it's two really good gigs I was really looking forward to. Um, so yeah, that kicked me in the dick, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in terms of um, TV, the wrestling's been buggered sideways. So um, that's that's been a that's been a rough rough old experience. But also, if you're, I don't know, I, I guess I think you guys are uh, rugby fans. But the uh, the Six Nations didn't end. Um, oh, it started. It didn't end, did it? No, well, football uh, didn't. End. On the, yeah, I was just about to go on to the the sports side of things. So, me, the biggest kick in the dick was uh, Liverpool were literally what two, three games away from winning the league, <laughs> and yeah, and everything got locked down. And it's like been thirty years since he last won the league. I, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't make a bit of better screw, been- could you? So has there been an official decision then? Like, no, are they just abandoning the whole thing, or no, are they nothing, still winning it? It's just on. It's on hold for the for right. time being. Um, no, they don't want to abandon it because yeah. they've yet to work out how to play. What it, it, either they have? Listen, to it's nine games they've got left to play. I think, yeah, something like that. Yes. As well as uh, the Champions League games, as European yeah. games. So they're trying to work out if they can play them behind closed doors or whatever yeah. it is. But I thought, quite frankly, I don't care about Champions League. <laughs> if you play behind closed doors, you still need kind of uh, medical staff. You still need policing. Um, you test it, testing as well. Um, yeah. To it, make sure that everyone that attended attends. Um, and these, these are players, I can talk about the you know, talk about Liverpool and the, the top clubs in the Premiership and all the other leagues around the world. These, these are players who are getting paid nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting hun- Sorry, so not getting paid nothing. They're, they're getting paid hundreds, hundreds of thousands of pounds a week to do nothing. And I know, fair yeah. play, a lot of them have come together and are giving money to the NHS and other causes. So it's not like they're not doing something. But there are there were clubs, and they, a lot of them have wound it back now and, and changed their mind. But they started furloughing um, non-playing staff. staff. Yeah, non-playing staff. It's so. like 
So all their furloughed staff, maybe hundred or two hundred people, who, who probably combined don't don't get paid as much as one footballer, sure. and they were trying to furlough them so that they didn't have to pay their wages. But I think most of the clubs who yeah Liverpool was- Liverpool furloughed uh, non-playing staff, and then like the day after uh, that that broke, they rescinded it. Um, and apologised profusely, fair. which is fair enough. Yeah. Spurs did, and now you've rescinded it. Newcastle, I think, did. Yeah, there, there's quite a few I don't other know if they rolled it back. There, yeah, I a few other know. small clubs, but but yeah, it's, I, I um, and actually on all sport as well. Like I watch NBA, and that that's been locked down. That's just about that's just supposed to be in the playoffs right about now. Um, that's that sucked massively, and it's yeah, it's but at the same time. Sorry, go Dan. Well, no, no, as you say, yeah, there's similar. I mean, the top top events, you know, baseball, basketball, football, you know. Tennis, um, all, that, all that stuff. Yeah, tennis. The the things that where there's serious amounts of TV money. The um, Olympics, actually. Like, wages, yeah, Olympics. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible to think of, okay, how are they going to finish these things? How are they going to put them on? How are they going to keep an audience? How are they going to keep the money flowing? Because this is where, for me, without getting too philosophical and going off on a tangent, this is where capitalism in sport breaks down because no one expected any of this to happen. And mm. you can bet you know, that not one single uh, club or association or owner or you know any, anyone with a, a vested interest in this is going to want to lose money hmm. and it's going to be there's going to be bloodshed before yeah. it gets I think out. I think for me as well that the the thing is it's about where does that balance lie between you know getting things going again getting the football league going again getting NBA whatever sports it is because they do provide really nice distract like good distractions to people people you know that I think it's I think it's hard to downplay the importance of sport in a lot of people's lives in terms of oh, no, no, having totally, that totally. having that distra- having that distraction. But conversely, and and it, not just that part of it, I think there's also an element of think of like the hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people that are employed by clubs, franchises, or the rest of it, TV companies like the TV companies that do. Um, sports analysis and all that kind of stuff all the all the people that work on those shows that can't work because these sports aren't playing like where do you find the balance between pushing ahead and going right let's get these sports going again <clears throat> sorry and, and potentially risking the health of the players and then you know or any or any potential fans or anyone anyone in the crew that might be working on these things how do you weigh that up against getting people getting these things running again and getting people earning money again? I mean, taking a, taking aside the the, pe- the big owners and the billionaires that run the clubs and all the rest of it, they'll always be rich. They you know they're not affected either way. But you know, how do you find that balance between you know pushing on ahead and and getting things rolling again or holding totally. back and and? But um, I think they are affected because if you think about it. Um, you're only as good as yeah, your, sorry, your yeah. cash flow, and some of these, you know, for example, if a, if a TV company says says, well, you're not giving me the product, so you, you've yeah. been you know, say three three to six months down the line, 
you've not given me the product. So I'm going to withhold billions of pounds of money. And then, Which is the situation uh, Vince is in, yeah. Well, yeah. And then you've got the owners who say, well, hang on, I'm paying, I'm paying something like 80 to 200 million pounds or more or less or whatever, depends what mm-hmm. league it is, in wages to these players who are doing nothing, doing absolutely nothing. I can't even train. They're doing nothing, um, and and they're not they're not you know they're they're not working for me, and I can't do anything with them. They're not mm. going to take any less money because they've said they're not going to. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like and there's that scale, and then there's also clubs which have there's a lot of clubs which are saying, well, look, you know, um, I've got there's no money coming in because um, the margins are so small that they can't pay their players. They can't mm. keep the venues, uh, you know, you've, you've got licenses on the venues and rent and all the kind of, and all the staff. And you're like, you know, the smaller clubs are just going to, you know, yeah. we, we could end up, the, the darkest aspect of this is year down the line or less. A lot of non-league or lower league clubs are just going to disappear. Yeah, a large number of them are going to get hampered by this thing. Yeah. Well... Oh. On that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've ran the gamut of what constitutes entertainment, haven't we, in this whole conversation? Yeah, we've done the sport, we've done the music, done films, TV. Um, yeah. Hey man, didn't you have a long segment on pornography you wanted to go into? Deep yeah, I, I was going to add that in later. <laughs> Uh, I'll probably do that later. When Pretty I'm sure that's one in. one area that probably won't be affected because all you need is a <laughs> phone and a person. Wait, no. <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> I guess it depends on what, what type of porn you're shooting. So yes, all Dan needs is a mirror and he's set. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell, I think we'll uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. Um, they, um, just just on a lighter note. I believe in Italy, uh, Pornhub or one of them, I can't remember which which uh, channel it was, gave out free free uh, subscriptions. Free subscriptions, genuinely. <laughs> I don't know Brilliant. who to if it was just the general public or uh, health staff, but they their their contribution to to morale was to give <laughs> free subscriptions to their so. eloquently put their contribution to morale that's beautifully put <laughs> on, I love on that, that on that um <laughs> on that uh subject actually i was watching um john oliver and uh he had a clip of an amazon employee uh, employee um obviously amazon employees big time in the news about how overworked they are and all the rest of it and he was lamenting the fact that obviously super busy time people are ordering loads of stuff to try and avoid going out and he was saying that um, Amazon should restrict um, the items that people can buy to essential items hmm. um, just so it frees up their time to be able to work faster on stuff that's important. He said the, he said the biggest, the biggest um, things that we're getting orders on is hand sanitizers, um, uh, toilet roll, and dildos. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> I wonder where that was like, going. <laughs> it's like yeah. Why, why do we have to be? Why do we have to be prioritizing? Why do we have to still be packing up dildos? We should be prioritizing the stuff that matters. Dildos, God damn it! So yeah. <laughs> if if you're a Man City footballer, Kyle Walker, you don't need dildos. You just get um sex. Yeah. In. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're still working, it seems. Shout out, Carl Walker. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so that was our action-packed illness virus-stricken riddled uh, discussion. I hope you uh, enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed the random avenues that we end up going down. Culminating in dildos and Carl Walker. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to sign us off and uh, my colleagues, um, thank you for your insights and we'll see you next time. See you later. Stay safe, gang, and don't touch your face. (laughs) Or or someone else's dildo. (laughs) Or someone else's face with your dildo. (laughs) It might keep them two meters away from you. You never know. All right, stop that. I'm pressing start, I'm pressing start. <laughs> That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and aeroplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world serves its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Feed it up an ox speed grunt. No strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear. Fight down high. Wire in a fire, represented seven games in a government for hire.
It's the end of the world as we know it. It's me. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine.